Welcome to the Why Weight Elevate podcast, where we share key information to help you lose weight the right way and then transition to a lifestyle that helps you keep it off. Our hosts are experts in obesity medicine and have collectively treated thousands of patients for obesity and are here to help you on your own journey. All four of us are busy parents, so we totally understand what it's like to try and live healthy while also trying to stay on top of the busy demands in our life. Thanks for taking time in your busy day to join us. As some of our hosts have medical licenses, we have a legal disclaimer to share with you. Here it is. Please note that our podcast is not intended to, and shouldn't be considered, a substitute for professional medical advice from a doctor or other qualified healthcare professional. You should always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare professional with questions you may have regarding your medical condition. You should not rely on this podcast for medical diagnosis or treatment, and you should never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of our content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Why Way Elevate podcast. This is Quincy here, um, and I'm joined by the awesome Cheryl, the amazing Ron, and the incredible Kelsey. Uh, we're going to talk today about intermittent fasting. Um, I've been told that Dr. Rigby is going to be the main one that's going to be talking in this one, but definitely Cheryl and Kelsey can jump in as well. So, Dr. Rigby, uh, there's a lot of talk about intermittent fasting. There's a lot of buzzwords about that. Uh, people, Some people know a lot about it. Some people don't. So maybe let's start out with a, a baseline. What is intermittent fasting? Well, let's backtrack a little bit farther. We've always been taught that we're supposed to eat three times a day. So, and again, depends on where you are in your life. If you're less or still in puberty or younger than that, I'd recommend you eat at least three times a day, maybe more than that. And most of us who have had kids especially moms who are breastfeeding, knows those kids ate a lot more than just three times a day. Yes, especially those at kids bedtime are, when I'm trying to get them to sleep is exactly. when they're eating the most. So part of it is they're growing. So part of it is if you're at that stage or have kids at that stage, they're growing because they're, they need the fuel to grow. When we get older, past puberty, we're not growing as much. So a lot of times we don't need to put the fuel in as often. But unfortunately, we've been ingrained that we're supposed to eat three times a day. Oh, I'm a horrible person. I don't eat breakfast or I have to eat lunch or I have to eat dinner. So three times a day. My simple way, if it's so important you have three times a day, how can we don't have to wake up three times at night and, and eat three times through then? We don't. We have the ability to maintain our blood sugar. So what happens with intermittent fasting, intermittent fasting is usually less than 24 hours, at least kind of the common s- statement. And extended fast is usually going over 24 hours. And there are people who got lo- go a lot longer. And I'll give you my recommendations about that, at least what I feel comfortable, but everybody's different. But that kind of differentiates between intermittent fasting and extended day or extended fasting. So basically, intermittent fasting is basically going between meals, going longer periods of time, listening to your body. So if you wake up and you're one of these people, it's like, I never get hungry till noon. Great. You've stopped eating at eight o'clock the night before you went all night and you just keep going until you get hungry about 11 o'clock or 12. So that's kind of an extended fast. But Dr. Rigby, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Uh Uh-huh. And who said that? Dr. Kellogg, who was also a vegetarian, who was hungry all the time, who his brother actually came up with Kellogg's, but that's besides the point. But a part of it is if you're eating a lot, that, that type of diet, you do get hungry sooner. But again, I will admit breakfast is important. What's the word breakfast mean? Break a fast. Exactly. It doesn't <laughs> say when you have to eat it. 
Now, again, like I said, if it's kids, I want to recommend they eat before they go to school because studies have shown they actually do better in school by eating before they go, and especially a protein-based diet before they go to school, not the sugar-laden bowls of whatever you want to call it (laughs) before they head to school. So, again, breakfast is important. Stop their fast when you're hungry. So when I'm not eating during a fast, mm-hmm. whether it's for four hours or whether it's 24 hours or those people who will go longer, mm-hmm. what am I allowed to eat? Depends. Now, if you're going less than 24 hours, water's fine. Some people drink tea. Some people drink black coffee. Basically, we're trying to keep you hydrated. Again, okay. with the caffeine, you're going to dehydrate yourself a little bit if it's too much, but you make sure... Your water, so hydrated, so water, uh, seltzer water, lemon infused water, those types of things. Some people will get into um, sweetened drinks and stuff like that, and we can hold talk a whole have a whole podcast about sweeteners down the road. But basically, we want you to be hydrated. Could it could it be bouillon? Could it be pickle juice? You just need the the fluids is the biggest thing. The fluids and the electrolytes. And then especially, well, at least I look at it, if it's more than 24 hours is when you really need to put the emphasis on the, the electrolytes. If it's less than that, I recommend it, but it's not mandatory. So I'm listening to this podcast and I think, okay, you've talked to some people go a long time, shorter time. How long, how do I know how long is appropriate for me? Listen to your body. So And start slow. You don't have to go 24 hours or longer to begin with. Maybe it is just, well, I normally eat breakfast at, at 7, and I'm going to push it 2 hours, and then 3, and then 4. And to, it's like a muscle. Um, the more you use it, the better it gets. So let me give you an example of me. So on Fridays, my clinic starts earlier. And I we used to have a meeting before that, so I would get up. I'd come to clinic. I wouldn't eat till quote-unquote lunch or when clinic got done. So I ate last night. I didn't eat anything. I drank water. I had electrolytes this morning to keep me hydrated while I'm talking with patients and stuff, but I didn't eat till my clinic got done. Was I hungry? Yeah, my stomach rumbled a little bit. I drank some water and kept going. I didn't have time to eat. But so part of that, if that works for you, great. Especially focus on the days that maybe you're having a hard time finding time to eat. Start on those days. But also have a plan. So just using me today, let's say I got here, I got a clinic early and about 10 o'clock, I just felt like I was crashing. It's like, I can't function for another couple hours. Great. I have something in my office that I can eat that's a good option versus just grabbing something from the vending machine or having my staff order something, just whatever. I have something, I have a backup plan. I have something to eat when it comes time or when I feel like I am having a hard time. I think one of the pitfalls or cautions with intermittent fasting are for some people who struggle with binge eating is you go all day without eating and then you come home from work and then instead of eating something more high protein, higher fat, low carb, you binge on whatever is there, which is typically higher processed sugary foods. Exactly. So part of it is if you have that type of tendency, I wouldn't say intermittent fasting fastings is a great tool to start with. But over time, when you things start to improve, then you start understanding what the signals that your body is giving you, then intermittent fasting, fasting can become a tool that you can use down the road. But I wouldn't start at first. And again, keep in mind, we're talking with usually people who are in the upper normal BMI, overweight, or obese. If you're on the lower side or 
with a BMI less than about 20, fasting is not a great option. <clears throat> Especially if you start getting obsessed with the idea about not eating. So again, part of it is the whole aspect of it. Again, I'm looking at it from, because 90% of the patients I see fit, fit into the overweight or obese or morbidly obese. Okay. Um, another question is, is as when should I not do it? So I'm going to share an example. I have a, a loved one who did some intermittent fasting, um, was trying to eat a healthier diet. And this individual um, found that she, she, what she would do is she would eat one meal a day and then she would drink her, her fluids the rest of the day. After a while, she started noticing her hair falling out. Uh, I can't remember all the specifics, but at what point is it too much? Like what cues should you listen for? I think it goes back to listening to your body. How do I feel overall? Generally, how do I feel? Um, am I sleeping well? Do I have energy to make it through my workouts? Could I do a back-to-back workout? If you can't do that, because or you need a nap after, then you, the, whatever it is you're doing diet-wise, we need to change. Okay. Or we need to look at, see what other line issues. Or am I feeling that way because I'm not sleeping at night because my kids are keeping me up all night? Or I'm working the, the night sh- or double shifts. So again, listening to your body is part of it but also look at the whole lifestyle as what could be tweaking it. So we have to look at the big picture, not just one aspect. And the, the truth is there's no universal diet. Uh-uh. It just doesn't exist. We all want it to, but it's just not there. So intermittent fasting might work really, really well for me and not Dr. Rigby or vice versa or anybody else who's out there and you have to listen to your body. Okay. And so intermittent fasting, real quick, is not just, it's not necessarily a diet. It's a way of eating. So you also have to look at what are you eating when you are eating. Exactly. Like is it the is it the high fat, nutrient dense food, or is it still your standard American diet, and you're hoping to fast to reduce the amount of food you're consuming a day? But that's where we'll see even more deficiencies come up, is gotcha. if they're not eating quality food when they do eat. Exactly. I always use the stupid knows. stupid analogy of a car. If you have a better car that has longer gas or has better fuel efficiency, you can go longer with it. But when you the light comes on and you need fuel, you're not going to put diesel in an unloaded car. You've got to put the right type of fuel in so it actually works more efficiently. And that's where the maintenance comes into play, the exercise, the sleep, and all these other aspects. You've got to look at the whole big picture, not just the fuel or the time we're going in between the fuel ups. Perfect. If somebody wants to learn more about this whole topic, where would you refer them to? There's a book written by Jason Fung called The Obesity Code or Diabetes Code. There's two books, actually. Okay. And the complete book of fasting. He has three, doesn't he? He is kind of like one of the fasting experts. He is like one of the founding fathers of fasting. Well, I wouldn't say founding fathers. I would say the (laughs) one that he... He's done the most research He's probably done the most research. I won't argue that. So it's it's been an (laughs) ongoing thing. Depends on your belief system. Fasting's happened on and off since Adam and Eve or through evolution, depends on how you want to look at. He basically went back and say, wait, we've been doing this for a long time. Why don't we incorporate it now? Yeah. I'm a big fan of him. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Um, And everybody, we want you to encourage you to join our Facebook group. Uh, Look for us up on Facebook for Why Wait Elevate. We've got a Facebook group where we can continue the discussion about fasting and we can have more more dialogue there. Also, I want to encourage you to to check out our email list as well. And we'll we'll put these things in the show notes. We'll put a link to... Dr. Fung's um, books, as well as um, kind of, we'll just have the information there for you. Thank you for joining us today, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us on the Why Wait Elevate podcast. 
If you found this episode to be helpful, can you share it with your friends that you think would appreciate listening to it? And if you found our podcast to be helpful, we would love it if you could leave us a review. It really helps others hear about this podcast, and we really want to help as many people as we can. Thank you.